This is Express FM. Supported by Highbury College. We are passionately pumping. Begins look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see a full house and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is Shoes Football Club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. After a week and a half away, the Blues are back in action this midweek and it's the return of the Papa John's Trophy. Pompey hosting Sutton United at Fratton Park tomorrow night in match day two of this season's group stage fixtures and they were looking to avoid a defeat like last time out. It is a defeat for Portsmouth in the EFL Trophy. They've not lost a group match for some time in this competition but they've lost this one by five goals to three. Later this evening, we'll hear the pre-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley, who talks us through what's been going on at the club in the international break. For us, it's an opportunity for the finishers, the boys that have been on the periphery and, and haven't maybe started as many games as they would have liked to play. Also, we have some young players at the club and it's a really good opportunity for them to have an opportunity to play. He'll also be talking us through his team selection too. We'll also be hearing from our club, The Movie, film director Barnaby Fox. This story from the south coast of England being plain and shown, you know, in Japan, it's just a fantastic recognition for the film, really, and um, for all involved. It's a true credit, not only, I think, to the filmmakers, but also to those that um, saved their football club. We're in for another busy evening here on Express FM. Stick around. You're listening to The Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening to this Monday night edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM, your only radio station based on the great waterfront city of Portsmouth, where we host two football hours per week, an hour of passionate Pompey discussion every Monday and Friday, reviewing and previewing every single Blues match day. And of course, you've got Pompey Live every Saturday and every other midweek too. Whenever the Blues are in action, we are here to have you covered. And we are back tomorrow night after 10 days away since that incredible 4-0 victory at Fratton Park against Sunderland in League One. The Blues are back in action. It's EFL trophy action of everything, but uh, we, we can't wait to bring it to you anyway. Way. Between now and seven o'clock, I'll be joined by Ryan Honey and Alex Fletcher to preview tomorrow night's game. We're really looking forward to bringing you all of the action. We're looking forward to previewing that match as well. But we also want to hear from you back home, the Pompey fans. Let us know all of your pre-match predictions, who you want to see starting the game. And uh, yeah, anything you've got to say on Pompey, our club, the movie. We'll be talking to Barley Fox later in the show about his award-winning uh, setup. All the ways to get involved. You can send a text starting with the word express to 81400. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm or head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Now, last time out, Pompey headed to Plough Lane, home of AFC Wimbledon, for match day number one of this season's EFL Trophy group stage fixtures. Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham had you covered in South London. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He's gone! This is... Live. It is a beautiful evening in southwest London. Clear skies, very pleasant temperatures. We could be sat on the Algarve or the Spanish Riviera. Darren Drysdale ready to get us underway in the EFL Trophy. And it comes towards the near post. It's flicked on loose. Chance for Wimbledon goal. Paul Calabay has his first senior Wimbledon goal inside a minute. Porter the behind. Now 
There's space for them to drive forward into and look towards the Sarlin in the penalty area. Trying to pull it back. Great chance, 2-0. Aaron Presley has his second of the season. Could have missed that from six yards out. Wimbledon have caused Pompey problems and they lead by two goals to nil. Harrison outside the penalty area, shot into the net. Awala can't keep that one out. That goes through him. And Ellis Harrison's got his first of the season. Porter haven't looked dangerous until first half stoppage time and they now have their goal. Wimbledon two, Porter's one. Let's put it in, swinging corner to come for Portsmouth. Second of the half. This again is going underneath the crossbar to the far post. Ogilvy nods it back to the six-yard box and it's headed into the net. And Ellis Harrison has powered home an equaliser. It's Wimbledon 2, Portsmouth 2. Lovely ball, the outside of his right foot to Hackett Fairchild, who breaks into the penalty area. Across the face of goal, great effort, save! Harrison's there for the follow-up and completes his hat-trick. Portsmouth were two down, and Ellis Harrison hat-trick has turned it around. It's Wimbledon 2, Portsmouth 3. And a penalty kick to Wimbledon. Uh, you cannot dangle a leg like that when somebody goes past. You just can't do it. Presley, right-footed, steps forward, strikes it and scores. It's AFC Wimbledon 3, Portsmouth 3. Deep delivery towards the far post, headed into the net. And Wimbledon might have just won it at the death. Will Nightingale on target, ghosting in at the far post. It's AFC Wimbledon 4, Portsmouth 3. Wimbledon could be away here and there's only the goalkeeper between Presley and the net. Presley bearing down on the penalty area to end it. Great save, Eastwood. Follow-up in the net. Fifth goal for Wimbledon. Game over. As the final whistle goes here at the new Clough Lane, it is a defeat for Portsmouth in the EFL Trophy. They've lost this one by five goals to three. It was a crazy game, I suppose. It was a good one for the neutral, but not a good one for us because we don't like to concede five goals and we like to win. Every second of the action is right here. This is 93.7 Express FM, Pompey Live. The highlights there from Plough Lane, where Pompey last month suffered a defeat by five goals to three in an incredible fixture um, to AFC Wimbledon in the first round of group stage fixtures of this season's EFL Trophy. Of course, last time out for Pompey in the league, it finished four goals to nil in favour of the Blues at Fratton Park, Sunderland, the visitors somewhat uh, nine days ago. Uh, at PO4. Okay, welcoming in my two guests for tonight's show, both calling over the powers of the internet. First of all, I'd like to welcome onto the show Ryan Honey. Ryan, a pleasure to have you on as always, mate. Perfect, Jake. Thanks for having me back, mate. It's, it's not been long, but a lot's happened in uh, a short amount of time. Ooh, plenty, plenty has happened in a short amount of time, Ryan, as always uh, here on the South Coast. And uh, alongside you this evening, we've got the brilliant Alex Fletcher calling in all the way from Birmingham. Alex, great to have you on. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, a bit more of the brilliant. Thanks. I enjoy that. <laughs> no worries, mate. No worries. Um, Ryan, let, let's start the show um, by actually drifting a little bit away from Pompey. I saw you on Saturday afternoon at Wesley Park. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible day. Uh, having to Waterlooville playing host to Concord Rangers in the National League South. Been a bit of a rocky start for the Hawks in their National League South campaign so far this season. But what a game that was. Having to Waterlooville, winning by five goals to two, four nil up at half time. Bit of a difficult second half, but getting the job over the line uh, come the end of the game with a penalty in, in injury time. Great win for the Hawks. Yeah, I don't think anyone really expected it to be honest, Jake. And I know you don't you don't get the chance to go and see them as much as maybe you'd like to. But I mean, turning up for the game, mate. We always knew it was going to be a tough game. Concord were in a good position in the league. I think they sat third before kick off and haven't weren't in the best form in the league and it was always going to be tough the fans were back there was a bit of an atmosphere uh, which was great to see over the international break of course and it was just fantastic that they, they attacked them from minute one falling up at half time like you said and the second half maybe didn't go the way in which they wanted it to but in the end the hard work was already done for them in the first half and you just think now after you know wins in in the cup competitions the Hampshire Senior Cup and the FA Cup, a big game in the FA Cup on, on, on Saturday against Torquay as well. You just hope that that, that win can uh, inspire some form and, and they can really get going this season. Yeah. You mentioned as well Saturday's uh, you know 
big FA Cup tie away to Torquay United. It's the final qualifying round of the FA Cup. The next stage is the first round proper, where you know you've got the professional, you've got the you've got the football league teams coming into the competition. Uh, competition. Just a quick word as well: still tickets available for that game. Still availability on on the coach up to Torquay as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're still looking for fans to fill the coach. I think if they fill the coaches, it works out about £15 a person, which is a fantastic deal. Um, and they can get in contact with the club and, and they can sort it out for them. But it's going to be an amazing game. Um, it's a real good chance to get into the first round proper. Um, Torquay haven't had the best of seasons so far after they came so close last season to promotion to League Two. Um, it's, it's going to be a, a great game and I'm sure Havent will uh, give it a right go to try and get into the next round Yeah, certainly a match I'd be interested in going to if I wasn't going to Rotherham on Saturday um, Alex Fletcher uh, great to have you on the show my friends let's, let's quickly throw it back to the last time Pompey were in action then nine days ago at Fratton Park a 4-0 win at home to Sunderland we've had plenty of time since that game to, to discuss that win and talk about all the pros and the cons but that happened at PO4 that day but what, what were your thoughts after the game was it a, a well-deserved victory or are you of the opinion of many Sunderland fans where we didn't deserve it the pitch was too wet all of this yeah that the pitch is wet for both sides Jake so exactly it came out of nowhere we've, we've been on a, a very tricky run of form and, and suddenly we just pull out this performance with exactly the same team that we put into quite drab performance I would say in the previous couple of games so it fully deserved. There was no doubt about it. I know Sunderland fans would claim it, and I think it's quite ironic that they only start calling for the game off at, at 3-0 down. But um, we adapt to the conditions, and, and still within that, uh, we showed some really decent quality football. So no, I was really pleased with it, and hopefully we can kick on and show that at Rotherham. Yeah, certainly a, a match and a performance and a result worthy of a, a huge confidence boost, Ryan, for Pompey heading into the remainder of the season. Of course, that international break coming... Would you say maybe at a bad time, following a 4-0 win over the league leaders, would you prefer to continue going on, pushing for, for victories when you're in such high confidence, such momentum? Or do you think it's actually come at a good time, despite that win, the previous form in the past month and a half before that? Time to just sit back and reflect and start again. I think it's that, that famous football phrase, not to get too high on the highs and not too low on the lows. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to beat the league leaders 4-0. Um, absolutely fantastic but at the end of the day we were eight without a win and I don't think anyone would have seen um, a 4-0 coming against Sunderland so I think I think it's it's come at the right time I don't think Cowley would agree um, I, I think he, he may have wanted to you know get some fixtures under his belt and, and build some momentum but you know I think it, I think it's a bit of a reality check you know this season's not going to be uh, straightforward there are going to be bumps in the road and after winning 4-0 I think people just need to calm down a bit uh, and uh, we go again. Yeah, certainly. I can't really disagree with that too much, can you, Alex? Because in the on the shows we had following that, that barren run of form between uh, the victory over Shrewsbury on August 17th and that eventual win over Sunderland on October the 2nd, you know, plenty of comments coming in, writing off Pompey's season, predicting a, a bottom half of the table finish, a relegation scrap we all knew that was probably a bit of an, uh, an over-exaggeration. So really, Ryan hitting the nail on the head there just because we won one game. As much as it was a fantastic performance and there were plenty of positives to take from it, we're not going to sit here by any means and say, that's it, you know, we've won promotion because there is a long way to go. Oh, no, I completely agree. And and, and to be honest with you, we're, we're at the stage of the, the season now where you can start looking at the league table. You can start maybe seeing where uh, teams are going to end up. And we're handily a few few points outside the playoffs, which I think, to be honest, a lot of fans would have maybe expected, perhaps a little bit higher, pessimistic fans a little bit lower. I think we we showed in those eight, nine games where we weren't able to register a victory. We showed a team that was still looking like they didn't quite know the best way of playing together, the best system. Whether that has all culminated in a brilliant Sunderland victory and we all go on now and storm the league, that's what we all hope. Sadly, I don't think that's going to be the case. But hopefully we've, we've picked up some positives and some confidence and we've learned a lot about each other of what we can do when we actually do play well. Um, it's going to be a really tough game next weekend. But I think Ryan, like, he, he was absolutely perfect when he said, don't get too high on the highs, don't get too low on the lows. Enjoy the three points. Enjoy it as a game. But in no way does the defeat against Burton previously or the win against Sunderland, neither one of those in any way gives 
any indication of how the season's going to go because you never know. It's football. No, exactly. Uh, and, you know, we, we spoke before the Sunderland game, Ryan, about how being defeated to Burton Albion, not scoring against the Doncaster Rovers side previously who were bottom of the league and, you know, and, and couldn't defend to save their lives. Going up against Sunderland, the league leaders, uh, off the back of six without being defeated off the back of a 5-0 win over Cheltenham. It was the kind of game you expect it to be, the typical kind of Pompey performance where we go out and smash them. And, and we did, as much as no one probably predicted that scoreline before the match. In the back of, I think, everyone's mind being a Pompey fan, you, you kind of knew that was coming. I think it's very much Pompey, isn't it? Like They sort of um, turn up and, uh, and are accounted exactly when you don't expect them to. But then Sunderland game... <laughs> they, they did it and, it and it was fantastic to see I think obviously I wasn't at the game but I, I saw the pictures online and I was just praying that it wasn't going to be called off and I, I'm shocked that it wasn't but I'm not complaining but there are so many positives in the games that I have been able to go to the Plymouth game and I managed to watch quite a bit of the Charlton game um, you know we were calling out for a goal um, to be scored in that, that barren run we had between Doncaster and, and the MK Dons. And we got it at Cambridge and we scored in every game since. So that there have been there have been positives to take from from the last three, four games. Burton, uh, an exception, I, I think Danny Cowley said it himself, that was a, an off day, that was a, a horrendous performance. But we managed to bounce back with um, a positive performance against Sunderland. So I think there have been positives. I like the new formation that we've been playing, the three at the back. I'm not too sure about um, Williams and uh, Freeman next to Raggett, but there are so many positives in the last few games, and I'm excited to see where where that, that takes us. Mm. Uh, keep getting your text, tweets, and emails uh, into us from back home, Pompey fans, all the usual ways. At Express FM, if you're on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live is where to find us on Facebook now that it's back up and running. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com or you can send us a text to 81400 and start your messages with the word Express. In the next part of the show, we're going to be hearing from film director Barnaby Fox. Uh, he was uh, very well enough to call me live from Australia earlier this afternoon he woke up at 2am just to just to chat to us about our club the movie uh, a documentary that was released somewhat two years ago now and uh, at the weekend it picked up an award at an international film festival so after the break we're going to be hearing the thoughts of barnaby fox who talks to us about why he chose pompey to cover on a documentary for his film company at the time it was on its knees and so i think it was a really good opportunity for me as a filmmaker to get in there and just really just observe and, and that's what we did for quite some time to be honest with you but i've got hours and hours and hours of unseen footage here in our studio and you know i think it was just watching the makings of community ownership was really interesting i think was the hook that kept pulling me back if i'm honest it's a really big interview uh, really great interview great insight into the world of directing films and the behind the scenes of our club the movie you will not want to miss it so join us again after the break i'll be back with ryan and alex to preview tomorrow night's efl trophy fixture at home to sutton united and we'll also hear the thoughts of barnaby fox so don't go anywhere and join us again here on express fm this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour, where I'm tonight joined by Ryan Honey and Alex Fletcher. We've got a preview of tomorrow night's Papa John's Trophy fixture uh, between Pompey and Sutton United at Fratton's Park to come later in tonight's show. And we're also going to hear from film director Barnaby Fox, responsible for the creation of our club, the fall and rise of Pompey. We'll hear from him in just a few moments' time. But going to bring, bring uh, Ryan and Alex back into the conversation now. Ryan, before we do come on to that interview with Barnaby Fox, just talking about Pompey's form currently. We've reached the quarter stage of the season. We're going up against Rotherham on Saturday. Of course, we're going to have a, a more in-depth preview into that match on Friday night. But kind of heading into the, the, the next three quarters of the season, how confident are you of this team performing at, at a top level on a consistent basis and trying to achieve the goal, which is or you know, ultimately promotion? I think it's a tricky one, Jake. Um, I think there are still positives, there are still negatives to take from the first 11 league games we've seen this season. Um, from what I've seen, uh, which isn't a lot, to be fair, but when I have seen them play, I I've tried to see the positives where I can. And uh, the, the new formation, I, I touched on it um, earlier, 
Uh, I really do like it, uh, the three at the back. And uh, the, the, the player that I really like as well, uh, down the right-hand side, uh, Romeo. I, I think he, he's probably a massive upgrade. No disrespect to um, Callum Johnson, because I, I, I respect him as a player, and I think he's a very solid fullback. Um, I think Romeo offers us something so much more. Um, his, his attacking outlet, his pace, his agility... Um, and he, and he's technically very good on the ball as well. Um, so I think he's a real good addition to our team. Um, and it looks as though John's got his mojo back. I know it's only one game, but I, I've seen the goals and I, I've seen uh, raving reviews about his performance. And uh, hopefully that he can, he can transform that into league form and fire us up the league. But there are so much, so many positives in a rebuild season. Uh, for Danny Cowley yeah. already, but um, I look forward to seeing how how it does go. And spot on there as well, Alex. Uh, you know, referencing John Marquis, uh, a goal drought to start the season. Only one goal to his name before that Sunderland game. Scored a brace against the Black Cats at Fratton Park, and that really will do him uh, the world of confidence. As much as the result will be a massive momentum boost for the entire team, but a, a brace for John Marquis against the league leaders, just to get back on the score sheet by any means necessary uh, for a player uh, of, of his ability, his confidence player, and he will thrive upon that. And hopefully, he can he can. Keep kick on it and start pushing Pompey in the right direction because if we're being totally honest the downfall of Pompey in, in that September period really was being unable to convert the chances that we were creating yeah massively and I think um, he's, he's had a tricky time of it in many respects he's a confidence-based player he is someone who works well in certain systems he also scores in spells and we've seen that since he's been at, been at Pompey he's the sort of person that thrives off that confidence and scores in spells so Hopefully, it's we're in for another um, scoring spree from his perspective coming up in the next few games. But he, he is undoubtedly a, a quality striker. We've seen it at Pompey. We've seen it in probably in a, in a in a bigger sense at, at Doncaster. But what 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 John Marquis gives the team is is confidence that you have an out and out striker in that in that position. What he maybe doesn't always give us, as you say, it's just that confidence that he will convert every single chance he's got. Yeah. You do need to be creative. You do need to find ways of doing that however if you're breeding a creative team that provides him with chances where he can have a few chances in a game and maybe score one goal out of three or four chances then you're naturally already creating more, creating more in a game anyway for other players not just him so it can only be a positive if you're looking in every sense in the attacking attacking position to create more chances and to try and score more goals if he's on the end of them fine i, I don't think his his work rate can ever be work rate sorry can never be questioned i think that's one thing that's really important about him yeah. Okay, if you want to get involved tonight, you can from back home. Put the word Express at the start of your text. Send those to 81400. Email pompey at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm within your tweets or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We've got a couple coming in already, but it's uh, time to move on now. And uh, you may or may not be familiar with a film called Our Club, The Fall and Rise of Pompey. It's a brilliant film documenting quite literally what it says on the tin, The Fall and Rise of Pompey, and was released in 2019. Just a few days ago, it won an international award at the Yokohama Film Festival, which has been carried over to this year from last year due to the pandemic. The film, which is also known by its shortened name, Our Club, has been recognised with Pompey being accorded the Best Club Award at the festival. Earlier today, I was fortunate enough to be able to sit down and speak over the phone with the film's director, Barnaby Fox, who called in all the way from Australia just to talk to us about the success of the film and how proud he was to see it claim the award. Barnaby, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today, all the way from Down Under 2. First of all, congratulations on the success of our club, The Fall and Rise of Pompey. You must be very proud to have your work recognised with an international award. Yeah, thanks, Jake, ever so much. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to come on and chat um, about a subject that's um, very close to my heart. Yeah, look, it's amazing to be recognised at this um, particular film festival, the Yokohama Football Festival, over in Japan, this you know story from the south coast of England um, being played and shown, um, you know, in Japan. It, it's just a fantastic uh, recognition for the film, really, and um, for all involved. It's a it's a true credit, not only I think to the to the filmmakers, but also um, to those that um, saved their football club. 
Yeah, definitely. Now, Barnaby, I, I've seen the documentary and I can hand on heart say that it, it is brilliant and I thoroughly you know, enjoyed it. It's thoroughly des deserving of the award and I'd encourage those yet to see it to, to do so. You will not be disappointed. But for those who have not yet seen our club, could you just give us a quick little overview of, of what to expect in it? Yeah, sure. God, um, what, what to expect in it? Well, it, it, it really is the, the true telling of what happened to Portsmouth during that turbulent time of, of winning the FA Cup back in 2008. And then those that, that roller coaster ride of owners that, that came and went really for the three or four year period after that FA Cup win. And what the documentary um, really tells it is two sides. You, you kind of got this, um, what, what, what you've got is this telling of that story, so that retrospective story. And what we also did is um, we ourselves, um, Xander Films, went into the club for um, a, a period of years and we actually, uh, I suppose, were flying the walls to the, um, the time to which the community owned the football club. So, so really the story actually starts about what is community and what is the, what is, um, the idea of community within um, its football club. Mm. And, and really it starts at quite a low part where we start the film when we went out to, um, to Plymouth. Um, in, in the player promotion and we kind of just say well, well, how are we here what happened and we, and we talk about the the FA Cup wins and the, and the highs of that and then we just go through that roller coaster of of the of, of the owners which is an absolute roller coaster but luckily we've got a um, world famous commentator Ian Dark on hand to take you through all of that um, and we we go through a 90 minute process I suppose and journey of, of that being all explained and, and then not to give away the ending too much but it, it, it involves a lot of fans running on the pitch and um, and, and a lot of uh, I suppose in my mind um, happy memories of uh, Fratton Park on what I think was a, a lovely sunny Saturday afternoon so look it, it's it's really a story and a film that tells um, that other community coming together and saving the football club and I know for many years there was just a huge amount of speculation about what happened and whatnot. But this, this documentary basically nails that down and, and gives um, the wide audience, not only Portsmouth fans, um, a great sense of what happens when the wrong people potentially get involved with your football club. Mm. A, a great story with a fantastic ending. I'm sure many Pompey fans would agree. What was it like to work with you know, not only Portsmouth Football Club, those involved, the staff members as well, but the incredible fan base in the city too? What a question. God, what was it like to work? Yeah, look, it, it was a really fun experience. At first, I think, it, you know, um, there was slight trepidation on our side um, because I, I, I think there were perhaps... And I, I think what, what people have got to realise is when we were making this initially, we started, I think, in 2016. So the documentaries that you see now on, tele on, on, on streaming service and television weren't necessarily around. So there was a lot of kind of skepticism about what's going on here, why are these people coming in and why are they pointing cameras in my face? So there was a little bit of convincing, but look, I think the, the great thing about the Pompey lot is, is if you're genuine and if you're, if you're genuinely doing the right thing, then, then you're accepted. And, and, you know, with this uh, award coming our way, it got me thinking the other day, and I just think, God, we've had some amazing characters. I'm thinking, you know, you know, even getting to know Colin Farmer, who was great, and Paul and Sarah Banks with their, um, you know, their, their Pompey bar in their front room. Like, this is why football is great. It's not only because of the 90 minutes on the pitch, it's the characters that are involved around and that common passion for, for one thing. And... You know, that whole experience and the trials and tribulations that we went through making this really probably um, is, it brings about many fond memories. And, you know, seeing Pompey go up to, the, to League One after seeing those struggles, I suppose, in the early days with Guy Whittingham and, you know, on a Tuesday night thinking, God, we could drop out the leagues here. Um, it, it was a real roller coaster to your city, Jake, yeah. um, and, and real fond memories from my side. I don't know if that answers your question. I suppose I'm getting a bit um, sentimental about it all now. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolute nail on the head. I don't, I don't think you could have answered that question any better, to be honest with you. Now, now you're the director of a film, you know, put together, like you mentioned earlier, by Xander Films. What I'd like to know is, now you're based in Australia, 
Portsmouth is yeah. quite some distance from where you are. So what was the... Yeah, it wasn't an influence? easy commute. I'll no. That way. <laughs> what was the influence behind coming to, to cover the story of Pompey? God, it, it actually happened a while ago now. Um, a friend of mine... Well, remember, I, I think... I, I've, I've said this a number of times, although Port, Port Pompey is now deep in... You know, it's, it's now a very... Um, you know, it's deep in my heart and I love it dearly. Um, I was, I was, I've never claimed to be a Pompey fan. I suppose I remember growing up. I remember watching Portsmouth at Wembley in 2008, and then obviously the the infamous AFC Milan game as well. Mm. Um, I suppose I had a real, I suppose I was intrigued to find out what happened to Portsmouth, and yeah. I got invited to a game in 2015 um, with a mate of mine who was a Notts County fan. And we went down there and I just could not believe what happened. I, I turned up, it was absolutely hammering and rain. The, pit, the game got called off because it was the pitch was waterlogged. And I just thought, hang on a minute, the last time I saw Portsmouth was, you know, was on television uh, versus AC Milan. And I, you know, I remember watching them in the FA Cup final in 2008. So I was really intrigued to find out what had gone on yeah. uh, and what the idea of community ownership actually meant. And to be honest with you, sadly, Although Colin Farmy tells me many people wanted to tell this story, um, I seem to be the only guy that was turning up every week actually capturing it. So um, <laughs> maybe I was just the last man standing. I don't know. You'd, you'd have to ask Colin, really. But, but at the time, it, you know, it was on its knees. And so I think it was it was a really good opportunity um, for, for me as a filmmaker to get in there and and just really just observe. And, and that's what we did for quite some time, to be honest with you. I mean, I've got hours and hours and hours of unseen footage um, here in our studio and you know I think it was just watching the makings of community ownership which was not an easy thing um, play out was was really interesting I think was the hook that kept pulling me back if I'm honest yeah well you mentioned you may be the only one to, to have been there to, to capture everything that went on Barnaby but you know we, we thank you you know Pompey fans really do sincerely thank you for doing that because you know, such a, a crucial period of the club's history uh, to be captured and to be told in, in such a way uh, and, and to be documented the way it has been and, and recognised on the international stage is something that you know many Pompey fans really do dearly appreciate. So on behalf of those, you know, thank you for, for doing that and thank you for all your hard work. Uh, Barnaby, I also cannot thank you enough for calling up today. It, it has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure uh, to speak to you. You mentioned Colin Farmery as well. I'm actually seeing him on Friday um, down at Fratton yeah. Park for a few, a few exciting things. I'm going to be interviewing him for Friday's Football Hour too. So I'm definitely going to ask him a couple of questions about our club, the movie as well. And I'm sure he He'll, uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate that as well. So thank you for speaking to us. Uh, cheers for the great film. Absolute pleasure. And, and have a great Absolute week. Absolute pleasure, Jake. Go and get some sleep. <laughs> All the best, Jake. Play thank you. Coffee. Cheers, pal. Barnaby Foxfair, director of our club, The Fall and Rise of Pompey, which was recognised with an award at the Yokohama Film Festival in Japan at the weekend. And if you haven't seen the film already, I highly suggest that you do. It's available still at the Pompey Club Shop on Anson Road behind the North Stand at Fratton Park. However, there are a limited amount of physical copies available now. Barnaby confirmed to me after that interview that no more will be made. However... The film will always be available to watch online. You can head to ourclub.tv where you can stream and download it. Once again, a big thanks to Barnaby for speaking to us earlier this afternoon or for him, the early hours of tomorrow morning. He's now fast asleep due to the time difference. So really, really appreciate Barnaby coming on to speak to us today. Um, bring it back, Ryan and, um, and Alex, really quickly before we do head to our, third and, uh, our second and final break of the evening. Ryan, Our Club, the movie. Have you seen it? Please tell me you've seen it. It's, it's a great film. Oh, it's on my list, Jake. I, I still haven't got around to seeing it, but I'm I, after that interview, I'm absolutely itch itching at the bit to to stream it because it's it, obviously we know the story, we know how mm. it goes, but it, it'd be great to to find out what goes on behind the scenes. And uh, you know, it's a fantastic story. Um, really almost is. dropping out of League Two and then getting promotion on the yep. final day. It doesn't get much better than that. So yeah, I'll definitely be be watching that soon. Really, really well told told as well. Alex, can you can you please me? Have you seen it? Uh, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I've it. seen it a couple of times. Um, I think it was fantastic. <laughs> it was such a it was such a great um, just a great story. The way it was filmed, as you mentioned, that they started at uh, the, the, the playoff defeat against Plymouth, and then it was the backstory of how how we ended up there and. I'd seen several explanations of it online and things like that. I was only very young when it was all happening. 
I still didn't understand because it's such a complicated story what had happened. So it was great for it to be put there. Obviously, with fan- Ian Dark, fantastic commentator, Pompey guy, um, narrating it. It was all just so clear. And uh, I now bore my mates down the pub every time we go with the story <laughs> of Pompey and what happened. When everyone asks what happened, there's a, oh, there we go. I'll, I'll explain it to you now. It's a, it's a fantastic story and a great film. Yeah, definitely, definitely put it on uh, on your on your to watch list if you haven't already. And uh, it, it's actually being played uh, in Yokohama tomorrow night. If if you're in Japan, if you're if you're about, go and watch it. It's, it's being played um, due to the, the success of the award. But uh, no, definitely get on get on to watch that if you haven't done so already. Okay, we are approaching twenty to seven now, so it's time to head off to our final break of the night, where attention turns to tomorrow evening's Papa John's Trophy group stage game at home to Sutton United. And when we return, we'll hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley, who not only previews the game, but also highlights how his side utilised their free time during the international break. It's been a good international break for us because we've had a really good week on the grass last week with the players. A little bit of time to go go-karting with them as well off the back of Thursday's training and it just gave us an opportunity to spend a little bit of time together, which is always good. You're listening to Express FM. Stick around for the conclusion Conclusion of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, where we have reached the third and final part of the show. Plenty of comments and predictions coming in so far, so thank you to those who have gotten in touch already. I'll be reading them out very shortly. But if you haven't yet, what are you waiting for? As always, it's 81400 on the text, starting your messages with the word express. You can email Pompey at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm if you're on Twitter, or you can head over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Earlier today, Ollie Marsh from the Pompey Media team caught up with the gaffer, Danny Cowley, and first asked what he and his brother and assistant head coach, Nicky, got up to at the weekend with no Pompey game. Yeah, a good weekend. Um, football field. We, um, I went to Ipswich Shrewsbury on Saturday. Um, Nicky went up to Sheffield and watched Sheffield Wednesday Bolton. Um, we then met in the middle... Um, because we were going up to Manchester on Sunday for our pro licence, so we had a day at hotel football. Um, yeah, and had a good day on on that course. Left Manchester about eight o'clock. Got home, oh, I don't know, early hours and in early this morning. So now it's been a been a good weekend, but a busy weekend, but 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 very productive. And you know, it's been a good international break for us because we've had had a really good week on the grass last week with the players. A little bit of time. Um, to, to go go-karting with them as well off the back of, one, of, of, the back of Thursday's training and um, it just gave us an opportunity to spend a little bit of time together which is always good um, and yeah we've had a really good session today in preparation for the game tomorrow Who came out on top on go-karting or is that to, to stay behind closed doors? Well no it was good it was good I think Ryan Tannercliffe won the, won the, won the players Grand Prix um, but, but Jack Hughes our our sports scientist was the was the overall winner, but it's a bit unfair because he's a, he's a member at the at the, at the, the go kart in track and even had his own helmet. So I'm not sure it was completely fair, but but no, it was a, it was a good day and the, the boys enjoyed it. And like I said, for us, you know, when I look back at the the, the promotions I've had and. Um, those teams that I've been involved with that have been promoted, uh, the one thing that they all have is that togetherness and spirit and, and human relationships only develop over time and you have to work at them and for us to, to spend time together and keep working working um, on building those relationships is very important. On to football matters and uh, looking ahead to Sutton how impressed are you with that? It's obviously their first season in the Football League and they're right up there in the playoff places. Yeah, excellent. I've been so impressed with them. I know Jason Goodlift, the assistant manager, well. Matt Gray's done a, done a brilliant job since the moment he arrived at the club um, to get promoted last year from a, from a tough national league, really competitive division they did brilliantly and they've just got that momentum and yeah, there's a lot to admire. I think they're playing a 4-4-2, um, very direct, very aggressive, lots and lots of athleticism and lots of pace and lots of power. I'm going to ask lots of questions of you and they're in a really good moment. I think one five of the last six games and we, we anticipate a, a really tough game. Um, I know Kenny Davis, who is a boy that um, was our captain at Braintree, um, and I was just so delighted to see him get promoted last year. He's without doubt, the best player that Nicky and I have worked with that hasn't made it to the football league. So it's just just great to to see him finally finally make that step. And um, 
Kenny was brilliant for us at Braintree and got a real soft spot for him. And however good a player he was, he was an even better better character. So it'd be great to, to see him tomorrow night as well. And for yourself, are you looking to make changes to your team, similarly to as, as you did for the AFC Wimbledon game a couple of months back? Yeah, I think for us, it's an opportunity for, for the finishers, the boys that, that have been on the periphery and, and haven't maybe started as many games as they would have liked to play. Also, we have some young players at the club and it's a really good opportunity for them to, to have an opportunity to play. This is, this is how, how, how we develop young players. So it'll be a, it'll, it'll be a mixture, um, but... but like always it's the next game so it's the most important game and the, you know we're going to have to be right out very best if we're going to be a, a Sutton team that are full of confidence Blues boss Danny Cowley there speaking earlier today ahead of tomorrow night's EFL trophy fixture at home to Sutton United we heard the highlights of the previous match earlier in the show Ryan a 5-3 defeat AFC Wimbledon a loss at Fratton Park tomorrow for Pompey would pretty much confirm their exit from the competition. Of course, still waiting on whatever happens between the Crystal Palace under-21s and AFC Wimbledon when they face off next week. Um, but like, we say it every season. We ask the question every season. Would an early exit from this competition be beneficial to Pompey? Seems like we're banging the same drum. But this season of all seasons, you mentioned earlier, it's a rebuild campaign. Do we go for it? Do, do we want to? Do we want to go out? Would it be a blessing in disguise? Do we want to go out and win it? Do we want to go back to Wembley? What? What? what how do we approach this one tomorrow? It's a difficult one because you never want to lose any football match, but at the same time, wouldn't it be the end of the world. No, I'm not sure it's the one where we want to go all the way in. Um, I think it's a perfect competition where you can use, you know, the the outskirts of your team to to build fitness. Um, to build confidence, and then to also give competition because if they perform in this competition, they can they can work their way into the starting eleven. So it's a perfect place to be in um, for the likes of Gasan Had, May, George Hurst, Paul Downing. You know, if they can perform in this competition, they'll work their way into the first team. But similarly, Sutton United come into this, you know, with nothing to lose. Um, they're in terrific form, like Danny Cowley alluded to in his interview. Um, they've taken the league by storm so far this season. A very impressive uh, win at Port Vale, who, who have been very good this season, um, last time out. And, you know, they've got nothing to lose. So they, they want to re replicate. Danny Cowley knows the competition well after doing it with Lincoln. Yeah. He got them promoted. And, and then they went on to win the, the Checker Trade Trophy. Uh, so it has been done before for a newly promoted side. Why can't Sutton do it? It's, um, it's down to them. So they'll come into it thinking that they can win, and why not? Yeah. Matthew Cobb on Twitter getting involved tonight. He says, Jake, surely we can win tomorrow. Near enough the same team that beat Bournemouth last week to play, and the difference between this and the Wimbledon game is that we'll have Alex Bass and bags of confidence, the thoughts of Matthew Cobb on Twitter there. And, yeah, you can't really underestimate uh, the importance of having uh, Alex Bass back in the squad Alex Fletcher. Um, of course, he was missing in the previous rounds of fixtures due to injury. Uh, we had to call upon a Sheffield United loanee to come in, um, to, Jake Eastwood, uh, to come in and, and play that game. Really thrown in at the deep end, conceding five goals. I actually felt sorry for him. But to have Alex Bass in tomorrow, he's got a lot to prove with you know losing his position to Gavin Bazunu. We all know he's a great goalkeeper, fantastic shot stopper. It's a chance for him to really prove himself to Danny Cowley and say... You know, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still ready at your disposal if you need me. 100%. And I think it's, it's been a tough time for him because I think when um, Craig McGilvery left in the summer, many people expected we'll bring in a, a, a teenage Gavin Bazunu from Manchester City. You'd think that Bass would be the uh, starter and Bazunu would be the one to challenge him. But obviously the performances of um, of, of, of the City Loney have, been, have just been fantastic so far this season. I think he's been arguably our best player. So it's, it's tricky for Bass, but um, you know, these are the perfect games um, for him to prove himself, these are the perfect games where he can look at it and say, right, let's try and get a clean sheet. Let's try and, if we, if I am tested, do everything calmly. That the the stadiums aren't as full. There's less pressure on the match. I would say it's a perfect it's a perfect environment for a goalkeeper looking to prove himself and maybe establishing himself as a cup keeper or certainly giving Carrie the confidence and say, look, if anything happens to to Gavin Bazunu, I'm certainly here and I'm a decent backup. Yeah. OK, lads, thank you. We'll be back with you in just a few moments' time. But before we continue, let's take a closer look into tomorrow night's opponents. Mason Jordan previews the challenge that awaits at Fratton Park, Sutton United.
The Blues returned to action with a home tie in the Papa John's Trophy, following an international break which kept them out of action since the 2nd of October. Up next at PO4, Football League newcomers Sutton United. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Danny Cowley's much-changed side in the last round of the trophy fixtures were defeated five goals to three by AFC Wimbledon, leaving Pompey on the verge of an early exit from the competition. Let's peer a little more now into the challenge that lies ahead for this group stage game at Fratton Park. Manager. The outfit from the Gander Green Lane are overseen by 39-year-old Matt Cray, who succeeded long-term Sutton manager and now Havenant Waterlooville boss Paul Dodswell in April of 2019. In fact, the connection to Hawks does not stop there as Gray himself was once part of the defensive unit at Wesley Park between 05 and 07. Since his appointment two and a half years ago, Matt Gray has taken charge of exactly 100 matches, winning 45 and losing 28 of them. He was also responsible for guiding the club into the Football League earlier this year for the first time in Sutton's 123-year history. One to watch. Midfielder Harry Butiman is one to watch this time around. The 29-year-old has been representing Sutton for nearly four years now in what is his second stint at the club, having returned back in January of 2018. Butiman first donned the yellow and brown strip of Sutton United in 2011, following his release from Leighton Orient, remaining at Gander Green until 2013. Upon his return, he has made over 120 appearances and was a key figure in the club's National League title win season last year. The player wears the number 10 shirt. Top scorer. With three league strikes to his name so far, 24-year-old Donovan Wilson serves as the club's leading scorer at this stage. The forward has netted twice in his last three appearances and got off the mark for the season away to Cardiff in the Carabao Cup back in August. He's also scored seven in the National League last term. Current form. Despite a rocky start to life in the Football League, which saw a winless run of four games at the very start of the campaign, Matt Gray's side are now punching above their weight and occupying a playoff position in League Two. Sutton's last six league matches have returned five victories and one defeat, scoring 13 in the process, that all being enough to surge up to seventh in the table. At the weekend, in their most recent outing, the Yellows came back from behind twice, trailing 2-0 and 3-2 to win 4-3 at Port Vale. So, will Pompey claim their first points in this season's Papa John's Trophy, or will the visitors go top of the group with a victory at Fratton Park? All the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you to Mason Jordan there, who took a closer look at tomorrow's opponent, Sutton United, who await at Fratton Park, match day number two of this season's group stage game in the Papa John's Trophy. We spoke earlier, uh, Ryan, about Alex Bass. He's likely to be named within the Pompey starting eleven tomorrow. Be, be serious doubts uh, uh, surrounding his name if he's not. But um, let's let's move on further afield. And with Pompey just having an international break, you're not going to see the likes of Miguelaziz, who was in action for the England under-20s earlier this evening against the Czech Republic. Of course, Joe Morrell out on international duty with Wales, and we mentioned Gavin Bazunu uh, with the Republic of Ireland. But one name who usually is called up but wasn't this time around, Ronan Curtis. Danny Cowley hinting with his pre-match interview that Ronan Curtis might be available for selection tomorrow due to the fact that, of course, he's gone so long without playing a bit of football. So is that something you can get on board with? Well, I wouldn't say no, because, you know, he's always a threat uh, when he does play. He's um, come into form a little bit in the last few games. Obviously, he's got a very good goal at Charlton and a, and a lovely finish at Cambridge as well, against Cambridge as well. So he's he's always a threat, and you always want him on. Your, he's one of those players where, uh, if you can have him on your team, you wouldn't say no. Um, but also on the flip side, um, if you want him fresh um, for the weekend, that wouldn't also be a bad thing either. Uh, you know, Rico Hackett Fairchild can take his place. So. You know, we've got options and uh, it's just a case of whether Danny Cowley wants to use them or not. Yeah. Dave Byrne with a question on the emails. He says, hi, Jake. Uh, do you think we'll use Haji Minoga or any of our other loaned out players tomorrow? Also, I think the back three formation enables us to get all of our best players onto the field at the same time. With better news about Clark Robertson today, that an improved and better balanced back three could help us even more, Dave and Liss. And yes, of course, that news regarding Clark Robertson, Danny uh, Cowley confirming to other media sources 
boxes, but Clark Robertson has received an injury boost and hopefully we'll get him back uh, a little bit quicker than expected, hopefully within the next month or two. Uh, so we'll bring you more news of that on Friday if we know any more about the injury to Clark Robertson. But you know, mentioned within that interview, uh, Alex was, was Hadji Minoga, of course, on loan at Bromley. He's found life difficult uh, so far at Bromley. He's there until January, not having best of starts at the club. Danny Cowley has told him to, to suck it up and, and try to improve to get back into the first team to aid in his development. Tomorrow night, of course, he is available for Pompey. There's a clause in his loan contract that makes him available for Pompey in his EFL trophy fixture. We expect him to play it right back. He's, he's a great player. We, we've seen him play for Pompey on many occasions. He's got the capability of being a very good right back for this club. Just needs to find his feet in, a, a little bit in the National League. Exactly, yeah, and it is it is tricky when you go out on loan. I think considering he spent all of his youth career at um, at Portsmouth and things like that, he's come through the academy. It, it is going to be tricky, and it does take time to find your feet. I think he's certainly got um, a lot of quality. You can see that he's powerful, he's pacey, uh, he can pick a pass. The only thing is, and it's quite typical of a young player, is he can be a bit hot-headed, I think, at times. And I think that's just, that's just the reality of being a young yeah. player. The only way you're going to learn to perhaps not be like that is by playing football matches and if we can get him playing football matches at Pompey I'd have no reservations at all if he wanted to, if he was coming into the team into the team for the game tomorrow because I do think it's important we rest our, our first team players um, and it also gives him a chance to boost some confidence considering he may not be having the best of times um, out on loan at the moment so I think it, it, it's only a positive and I'd be really intrigued to see um, to see to see how he does if he does play yeah. tomorrow. Two more final tweets before we do leave you tonight then, Pompey fans. Gav Jones says, good evening. I think we may as well chuck Roden in tomorrow as he is suspended for Saturday anyway. And uh, Mockers, who says, I think the next five League One games against very good sides, Rotherham, Ipswich, Accrington, Bolton and Wickham will define Pompey's season and prove how good our squad is. Very, very quickly, Ryan, honey. We've only got a few seconds left. Your score prediction, please. I think we're going to pull a win out. Um, I'm going to go for 2-0. 2-0 says Ryan. Alex Fletcher, what are you going for, mate? I'll, I'll go I'll go 3-1, same margin, but uh, perhaps a bit more entertaining. Lovely. I'm going to go for a 3-0 Pompey victory. Lads, thank you both ever so much for joining me on the Football Hour tonight. It's been a pleasure, as always, to have you both on the show with me this evening. OK, coming up next here on Express FM, your next Football Fix, Pompey fans. Tomorrow night, Pompey against Sutton United in the EFL Trophy. Join us at 7. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. Pompey live. Pompey put four past Sunderland on Saturday afternoon. On edge of the box, still in the net. Goal! Second for Portsmouth. Towards the near post, deflected it in. This is header save. Margaret scores. Up next, EFL Trophy action at Fratton Park. Sutton United are the visitors, and we'll have all the unmissable action Tuesday from seven. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Myself, Liam and Ryan will be live from Fratton Park to bring you all of the pre-match build-up, half-time analysis and post-match reaction of this EFL Trophy group stage fixture between the Blues and Sutton United at Fratton Park. Join us from 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Coming up here on Express FM this evening from 7 o'clock, Jeff and Ada back with the Soft Rock Show. They've got the latest from Gia Gallagher, Neil Bryden and the Latham's as well, plus a look back at music events from this week in history. From 9 o'clock this evening, you've got That 80s Show with Kevin Stokes. He's rewinding back to the 1980s with plenty of tunes you probably haven't heard of in ages. And then from 11 through to the early hours of Tuesday morning, nothing but the most relaxing songs here on Express FM with the Express Wind Down. OK, tomorrow morning, you'll be waking up with Nicola Lashley from 6.30. She's got just great songs related to some of Rose, news, sport, travel and weather updates as well. And the Express Rewind from 9 o'clock. And then from 1 through till 4, Ian James is back chatting to local people, finding Pompey's musical geniuses with Lyric Line and then bringing the victory ears between 2 and 4. James Percy's back with Drive Time between 4 and 6, getting you home safely with great songs. And then James Percy's also back with the Express Re Rewind from 6 through till 7. 7 o'clock is the return of Pompey Live. We can't wait to hear from you Pompey fans. Until then, have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your week and good night.